It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today, Monday through Sunday, for some great racing action. Get over there Tuesday night for the Slick Track Series with celebrity uh, official Roger Hayden. And uh, I'll be over there this Tuesday night, November 15th, selling Shane Hyatt stickers. So if you guys haven't gotten one yet and you want to, you can uh, head over to Council Bluffs, Joe's Carding in Council Bluffs, and I'll be there from, oh, probably 7 to 8.30 or so. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Indoor kart racing at uh, White Knuckle Face uh, Fast Pace Speeds. Joe'sCarding.com, carding with a K. Uh, Dirk, uh, not a lot to talk about today. Wanted to start with a Shane Hyatt update. Uh, Kylie gave an update about an hour and a half before we recorded our show at about 6 o'clock on Monday night. So she put that update at about uh, 5 o'clock. And uh, things seem to be promising. Uh, he is a little more awake and is acknowledging that he understands who his mom is, who his uh, wife Kylie is. And uh, although it was a little bit of a struggle, in the end, he seemed to remember his uh, kids, Bristol, Hope, and Ivan. So uh, slowly but surely, but that's progress. Yeah, and I mean, with a an injury like he's developed, I mean, anytime you're dealing with a brain, mm-hmm. you know, um, as long as it's moving forward, yep, you know, anything is good. Uh, there's still so much unknown about the brain that uh, – you know, and that's what they try usually tell people when something like this happens, you know, yeah, time will tell, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely so. right. It's despite how, how far medical uh, technology and understanding has come in the last, well, really, I mean, you could put it into a bubble of about the last 50 years is when we've taken massive leap forwards on understanding the human body and biology and, and medical uh, treatment. But the brain is still one of those enigmas to us. We kind of have an idea of how it works, but stuff like this, we Got a lot of experience, but not a lot of understanding. So uh, it's just yeah. going to take a little bit of time. Yep. And like I said, everything she's posted outside of one day, there was a uh, seemed to be a little hiccup in his progress, but everything else is, you know, just, you know, a little better each day type thing. Keep sending your love and prayers. Keep sending uh, any uh, financial donations that you can. It's all going to go towards helping Kylie and her family kind of, uh, uh, manage these troubled times and then also offset some of the expenses that their insurance company isn't going to be covering. Big thanks to everybody that came out on Saturday to Twin Rivers Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Beatrice and to the Trackside Bar in Waverly. I think James said he raised about $1,000 between the two locations with sticker sales and donations. I know there was a fundraiser at the uh, West Side Bar and Grill in Stromsburg. I didn't get a number on the on the amount of money they raised, but it seems like it went eighteen hundred plus. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, I don't remember the exact dollar amount, but it was eighteen hundred in the front two digits. Awesome, that's great to hear. They did a fifty uh, fifty raffle, and Tyler. Oh, what was the guy's last name? First name was Tyler. Was it Dolch? Hmm. I wanted to say Martin, but again, I, the last name's escaping me. Um, won the 50-50 raffle, and as kind of everybody does in these deals, went ahead and donated it back. Nice. Awesome. So, yep. 
Uh, a lot of good things going on. Thanks everybody that came out to the library pub. I think I raised another couple hundred bucks there. And then of course, uh, I missed uh, last Thursday at Quaker steak and lube had a, quite a few people come by and, uh, just give free will donations. Actually, Kylie and, uh, Shane's brother, along with a few other people stopped by that night, got some dinner and got to uh, talk with Kylie a little bit and, uh, see how she was doing and just kind of give some, uh, support. Cause, uh, boy, this is a tough time for them, them and their family. So, it was great seeing those guys, and thanks everybody that came out Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. And again, if you haven't made it out yet, get out to Joe's Carding on Tuesday night. It's going to be a great deal. It's, it doesn't cost you anything to come in. Just hang out. You can watch some kart racing. You can uh, meet and greet with some of your favorite uh, sprint car drivers, modified drivers, sport modified drivers, stock car drivers. It's a uh, really cool, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Diverse field of drivers that race on Tuesday nights as a part of the uh, Slick Track series, and then come out and get yourself a sticker and uh, bring cash if you could, please. It would make things a whole lot easier. Eagle Raceway announced their tentative 2023 schedule, and it is all going to kick off with the Topless Nationals on Saturday, April 1st. Now, there is a practice the night before on Friday the 31st. Uh, skirts only, topless modifieds, Sport modifieds and late models. I imagine those are probably going to be uh, crate late models, like Braggonite late models. I have no idea what he's booking in. I I would imagine it's probably going to be that, but yeah, it it might be super late models. Um, yeah, yeah. I I've got you know no idea what he's booking in there, but uh, I'm like you. I mean, if you put a gun to my head right now, I'd say it was going to be either bragging rights or something along that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a rain date planned for the next day, Sunday, April 2nd. So that's kind of promising that uh, if things uh, get snowed out, colded out, winded out, rained out on the 1st, that maybe we could get the uh, races in on Sunday, April 2nd. Then it's open practice on April 13th and the Icebreaker Challenge, a two-day show featuring modifieds, sport modified stock cars and late models on Friday, modified sport modified sprint cars and hobby stocks on Saturday. And then the season opener. You're going to be up yelling at them. So. <laughs> uh, the season opener, April 22nd, the next Saturday. And then it's uh, on like Donkey Kong all the way through uh, the summer. There is two dates that is very interesting. Wednesday, June 8th, tentative date for a TBA special event. And then the same thing on Wednesday, June 28th. Now, the fans that didn't come out to Quaker Steak and Lube last Monday – didn't get to hear this, but Roger uh, talked uh, pretty candidly that he has been working with the high limit series that Kyle Larson is doing. I imagine that's going to be one of those two dates. The question is, are they going to come back for another date 20 days later, or are they going to, uh, is there another special event that he's working on? Um, you wouldn't normally see, you know, a, a touring series at the same track like that within three weeks but yeah just depending on how the world of outlaws and and stuff how their swings are going you know if they're kind of through the midwest for that whole time it wouldn't be a surprise to see it happen mm -hmm. the lucas oil late models uh don't have anything on june 8th they're in florence speedway on the 6th and then farmer city raceway on the 12th so they don't have anything i'm sorry i'm looking at may uh, they are, let's see, June 3rd, West Virginia Motor Speedway, June 16th, Smoky Mountain Speedway. They got a big opening there that they could run a, a race at Eagle Raceway. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, just throwing it out there. 
Where, and then, where are those other two races? I heard the one was Smoky Mountain. That's in Virginia or West Virginia, I think. Mm-hmm. That's June 16th. June 3rd is West Virginia Motor Speedway. Well, I would be surprised if they're going to go halfway across the country for a one-off race like that. Yeah. I really yeah. would. Same thing for June 28th. They have a June 24th race at Lernerville Speedway and then a June 30th uh, Muskegum County Speedway. Now, so. I know the World of Outlaws is going up to off-road speedway, late models, mm-hmm. but I didn't see the date. Um, maybe that could be something that might work in the middle of the week, too. But I'm thinking more with the sprint cars. But That'd be nice if that was an ASCS date. It, you know, get an ASCS National 360 or a Midwest 360 show. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can see that being the sprint car show or not, but... You got two dates there that we could possibly see some big sprint car races. Again, those are uh, details to be coming June 8th and June 28th. And the weekly stuff continues through August 26th when the championship night will be crowned. Uh, And then the race saver nationals, the IMCA race saver nationals Thursday, the third August 31st, Friday, September 1st, Saturday, September 2nd and Sunday, September 3rd. Uh, there are a couple of dates that if you have the uh, Eagle Gold Pass, I believe they're not valid for that. That would be the Icebreaker Challenge, the Topless Nationals, the two tentative dates, and then the Race Saver Nationals. But that's Eagle Raceway's schedule. I, I think that gives a lot of fans what they were looking for, which is a lot of weekly racing, but then a couple of specials mixed in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, fans always want the specials. Uh, they always like to see something a little different, mm-hmm. you know, and anymore at Eagle having a late model, there's a lot different because they haven't run there on a regular basis since, well, I don't know, 2001, maybe somewhere around there mm-hmm. back when Eagle was a two day track. And then we got word on Friday. No. Yeah. Friday morning that uh, Lucas oil had released their 2023 schedule which includes the 13th annual Silver Dollar Nationals going to be at Houston's Speedway on Thursday the 20th, Friday the 21st. Uh, these are of July, by the way. And then Saturday the 22nd. So it's a three-day swing for uh, the Silver, Silver Dollar Nationals. Excuse me. And technically, the Thursday race is going to be the Go 50. I imagine that's probably going to be a warm-up race for a, a 50 mile 50 lap race for the Lucas Oil late models. And then we'll probably also do uh Malvern bank series. will probably be a part of that East and West series. Yeah. I just, uh, obviously it's Houston. I wonder how the promotional end of it's actually going to work. Yeah. I kind of wondered that too. Cause um, I, I think Joe and, and well, the, the powers that be at I 80 speedway made it clear that, uh, they still own the rights to the Silver Dollar Nationals. And if that means Houston Speedway leased the rights from them, or if that means that they're going to go up there for the weekend and they're going to put on a big three-day show, we'll just have to wait and see what the details are on that. That kind of That's one of those, another one that was kind of a nail in the coffin for the uh, 2023 schedule. If there was going to be anything at I-80 Speedway, uh, it would have been the silver dollar nationals, but since it's now officially moving to Houston speedway, um, I, I think I've completely lost faith that we're going to be doing any racing at all at 80 speedway, regardless of the sale of the land. Exactly. The only other piece of news I wanted to talk about was, uh, this 
article on Jayski and it just try not to uh, <laughs> to blow your tops as I read the title of the article. Uh, best season ever? Question mark. NASCAR closes book on an extraordinary 2022. There was some uh, interesting stats in here that I kind of wanted to read through, and then I'll get to answering that clickbait title at the bottom of it, which Jayski does a good job of that. But uh, 19 different winners in the 2022 race season. All-time record for green flag passes. By the way, that is defined as a lead change all around the racetrack, not just at the start-finish line. Uh, 1,544 green flag passes in the 2022 race season for NASCAR. Uh, for the cup series, nine races set a record for the most green flag passes, uh, passes for the lead. I think there's a typo in here. I can't imagine this is true, but circuit of the Americas had 30 green flag passes Atlanta. It says 141. Can you remember back to that race? And do you, <laughs> that can't be right. Um, it sure doesn't seem if it's just passes for the lead, no, it can't be right. Cause that would have mean, well, God, it, it's so confusing, you know, and on what they're trying to say here. Cause if the person had to lead a whole green flag lap. No, it, it says that it, it, it said it's not just at the line. It's all around the racetrack. Oh, okay. Well, I meant it. I took that as they had to go a whole lap around the racetrack and the lead is the way I no. took it. And while we were talking about that, I did end up pulling up. Uh, Atlanta's uh, race earlier this year officially according to the results there was 46 lead changes among 20 drivers yeah but two guys can change the lead 15 times in one right. lap right yeah. so they can green only change it. they can only change it as many times as there are the speed deals at the in the track uh scoring loops scoring loops there you go right. that's what I was yeah for. yeah so if it's yeah only so Circuit of America's had 30 Atlanta. Uh, it, this article says 141, but just looking at that, it's, uh, it, it, and doing a little bit of research, it's, it's actually 46. Um, let me pull up the second Atlanta race, see what it says. 27 among 12 drivers in the second Atlanta race. So no, it was, uh, that's a bit of a typo there. Uh, Vegas had 57. Bristol had 20. Bristol on dirt had 20, 28 at Darlington. Uh, 41 at Kansas, 64 at Charlotte. Nashville had 47 and Vegas had 46. Highest percentage of lead lap finishers in the modern era. 36 races of the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season have produced an average percentage of 59.4% of the competitors finishing on the lead lap. The This was an interesting one. The wall ride for the ages. NASCAR and NBC's social video of Ross Chastain's move on the final lap at Martinsville earned 50.4 million impressions and 27.9 million views. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's people like me that watched it 15 times still trying to figure out exactly what the hell he did. Right. <laughs> but that's still a staggering number. Yeah, and see, I don't think it is. 27 million views? I don't think that's that big. I really don't. I Well, I mean, in general terms you probably but for nascar views that's that's a great i mean that that's an exciting number well if you tell me the next biggest thing viewed was five hundred thousand, i'll say yeah then it's a big number but if you tell me you know if you can't tell me there's a, a huge difference like that between the next thing then i don't think that number's that big mm -hmm. 
I really don't. NASCAR's digital experience, uh, best statistical season since 2015, included a 10% increase year over year for unique viewers. This is another one that you're going to have to help me with this. I'm pretty sure that another, another one of these typos. Joey Logano, driving the number 22 team Penske Ford, won his second NASCAR Cup Series championship, becoming the 17th different driver to win multiple championships and just the second active driver to win a uh, to win multiple Cup Series titles, the other one being Kyle Busch. Um, apparently, they forgot about Kevin Harvick. I read this line about 18 different times trying to figure out if I was just putting a word in the wrong place. He is just the second active driver to win multiple Cup Series titles. Kevin Harvick's got two titles. Well, then they definitely forgot him. But, yeah, uh, I can't think of anything, but I can't think of anybody else other than Logano, Bush, and, and Harvick that have got multiple titles that are active. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. So they just forgot one, which, you know, doesn't surprise me in this day and age because nothing gets proofread anymore. Yeah, and I believe this is an art. This feels like an article from NASCAR that Jayski just kind of copied over, or somebody for NASCAR wrote it and. Let's see. Overall TV ratings by Fox and NBC family of networks increased by 4%. Overall share, the percentage of televisions turned on that watch NASCAR increased by 10%. There were eight sellouts in 2022, including two of the earliest sellouts in recent history with the Daytona 500 and the NASCAR Cup Series Championship in Phoenix. The total number of fans that that, uh, attended a NASCAR race grew by 11%. When compared to the last event that allowed full capacity, I read yeah, that I one several step- times too, and I I think I finally figured out what that meant. Yeah, well, I want to step back a minute because I couldn't figure out which year Harvick's second championship was, and that's because he didn't have one. He's only won one championship in Cup. He got two in the Xfinity Series. Hmm. One in Cup, twenty fourteen. Well, there I go, crowning Kevin Harvick. And he only got one. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So I, I just Googled it. I, you know, I was going, I don't think he's got two. Yeah, I thought he had two, but yeah, guess not. Guess he just got one. All right, then. I'll let him off the hook with that for that one, then. Uh, but good to see that overall TV ratings increased. That's going to help as they go into the uh, the negotiations to uh, for the broadcast rights. And especially that profit, that share for the uh, for the drivers and the teams that have been kind of bantied about the last two and a half months, three months or so. Um, but at the end of it says, so was this the best season ever? The answer to that question is it really doesn't matter. It was a fun season and a lot of us can't wait for the 2023 race season. NASCAR's 75th anniversary season, a celebration of stock car racing past, present and most importantly, a bright future. So that was definitely written by NASCAR. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, what we saw this year was a whole bunch better than what we saw anywhere from five to 15 years ago. Mm. I mean, I really thought NASCAR took a big downturn when they first put that spoiler and the splitter on the car. Yeah, I agree. 2008, I think might've been seven, eight, somewhere in there was when they came out with that car. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a total disaster. But the new car being completely new, as this one was, definitely leveled the playing field. Yeah. And there they've got some no- work they've got some work to do. We talked a lot 
a lot of the about a lot of the stories of safety and and some of the drivers being frustrated with how you just feel every impact in those cars. Um, but you know, that's all stuff that they'll work out over the next couple of years. And hopefully um, that'll all go away before we get to the Daytona 500 and drivers will have a much uh, softer impact kind of a car, but just kind of wanted to re- uh, talk about some of those stats. I thought some of them were kind of interesting and uh, now I just have to figure out what to do with myself. When I realize Kevin Harvick's only got one championship. No. Yeah. It's a good thing you named your new cat Tony and not Kevin. That's right. All right, you got anything else? Yeah, you forgot the most important damn thing of the whole week. What's that? Um, Quaker Steak dropped the price three bucks on the All You Can Eat Wings. I forgot about that. $17. $17 for All You Can Eat Wings. Uh, I hate to be they that guy. That that... Penny. They didn't go to sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but I, I remember back when I, f- I think when I first started working with Quaker steak, I, gosh, was it nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine for all you can eat wings? I want to say it's ten ninety nine. I think. Okay. And right. it's just, I mean, the price of chicken wings forced them to do it. So I'm, I'm not bagging on Quaker steak at all. They, they have to keep up with the times and, and they're doing their best. Um, I'm just glad that all you can eat wings is back on Tuesday nights. And now starting, is it the 15th? Is it this Tuesday? Uh, yes. Yeah, the 15th. I just pulled up the post. Um, yep. So, yes, uh, you can uh, get back out there on Thursday. On Tuesday nights, $17 for all you can eat wings. Well, I think that's going to do it for us in turn number one. Dirk, anything else? Any other news and notes you want to talk about? No, I think we got it all. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll talk with your Adams County Speedway modified track champion the number the driver the number 70 modified jesse dennis he's going to sit down with us in turn number two hang tight we'll be right back on the front stretch hey guys dan taylor with tailored computers and repair i've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the pubcast for quite a long time and here's a little more detail behind it older laptops older computers maybe four or five years old the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for windows 10 A new hard drive from Tailored Computers in Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the Fred Stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the Fred Stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs, near Bass Pro Shop, for all the great sights, sounds, smells, lights, 
Specials. Specials. Billy, what's your favorite thing? Hamburgers and fries. The hamburgers and but fries. But I did have wings tonight, and they were phenomenal. Yeah. What'd you, what sauce did you get? Uh, don't ask me. I can't remember a lot of things, like okay. my girlfriend's birthday, so let's just not talk about memory things. Boy, that so, sounds uh, like a... Parmesan, I think it was Parmesan. Okay. Yeah, there we go. And girlfriend's birthday is... Uh, oh, boy. It is, it is <laughs> November 4th. It is November okay. 4th. So uh, I can't say the year, but... On the night of recording, it's coming up. Um, yes, and, and yeah, yeah I, I can't get into that because I'm already in the doghouse because I'm going racing that weekend, and I forgot oh. it was her birthday, but now I will Ooh. never forget yeah. when her birthday is. Yeah, she made so, sure you never forget again, yeah, huh? Yeah, I hope I have a house to come home to. Where are you going to? Uh, Nevada, Missouri. Titans B-Mod Series. Not, who? Titans B-Mod Series. Uh, oh, wow. A good friend of mine runs a series down there, and uh, their season finale in Nevada, Missouri, so Man. looking forward to it. Fun times. Jesse, how you doing tonight? Pretty good. We're talking with Jesse Dennis, driver of the number 70 modified throughout the area. Uh, your 2022 Adams County Speedway Modified Track Champion. Uh, congratulations on the championship. Thank you. Uh, I know that uh, uh, you've definitely been working hard at, at getting the operation up and going and, and keeping the main, maintaining it. Uh, talk about your season a little bit at uh, Adams County Speedway. Uh, it was actually pretty good at, I, or, uh, at Corning. Um, I had a pretty good year. Car was working pretty good. I didn't have no stupid things happen to me breakdowns and stuff like that just kept rolling so so you didn't have any Bubba Wallace incidents or uh, um, anything like that I don't think so <laughs> none of them no, none of them know. you want to admit to no, I didn't I don't think I'd ever did anything so I'm, I was good <laughs> good boy all year I think uh, six wins on the year 15 top five 17 top tens um, kicked off the year with a win on the season uh, that had to kind of build the momentum towards the rest of it. It does. Uh, uh, just to win that first race is big, especially down there. You know, you just never know what's going to happen through the year, so you just got to keep trying to click them off. Uh, we talked with Brad Deary, who's actually going to be coming up on next week's interview sessions. But uh, talk about the difference between driving I-80 and Adams County Speedway. Uh, you know, Corning, I don't know. It just seems like he – I don't know what the difference is because I'm pretty good at Corning and I'm not so good at I-80 right now, and it, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't I can know if tell it's the momentum or what From the announcer's is, booth, it's luck. <laughs> I Due to the number of times, like, I didn't even want to call that you were in the lead because as soon as I was like, Jesse Dennis takes, and then I, there goes I, the I'm engine. I'm pretty sure I was coming off turn four for a win once, and I blew a radiator hose and spun me out. And, I mean, he was waving the checkered flag. I could see it. And so mm -hmm. I think well, it that was should for, count. Yeah, it was, eight, it was like 800 bucks to win that one, I think, so. I'm trying to think what night that was because I, I remember it very plainly. You had that field licked, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a high dollar hose. That was a pretty heartbreaking one. So I mean, pretty much it just pretty much crushed me for the rest of the year. It seemed like. But a track championship at Adams County Speedway kind of makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the the payout down in Corning, it it pays really good to you know to win races to finish the track championship and and like a lot of that I didn't know any of the regional stuff until later on in the year that pays really good too so yeah it's the thing that i think nascar is two things i think nascar does a really good job about is the uh the insurance the million dollar insurance policy on every driver that competes with them and the payout is really good especially when you're talking year-end payout that paycheck to win the championship or even finish the top five is a hell of a lot better than most racetracks around the area. Yeah, You know, they changed it up here, I believe, two years ago when we went back to the regional format. And, 
you know, we've been fortunate, you know, Jesse, we've been getting 16, 17 cars a week. So we're putting Jesse in that position now. Where we're getting him that max car count every single week. Uh, Jesse came home second in the region. I think that was worth $6,500, $7,500 wow. just 7, for the region alone. That doesn't even count his track championship. So he's probably going to pocket somewhere around $10,000 uh, from a pr pretty dang good year. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, um, that's a really good year. <laughs> well, right. not quite as good because not I was as a little good disappointed as because was. we were sitting there at yeah. the end of the year going into the last night. We had, I think, five guys in the top ten in the region. Everybody was going to cash at least 1000 bucks, and I think Elko, Minnesota maybe had double features that night or something. Yep. And unfortunately, Jesse probably needed one more night to knock off one of those low nights, and we could be very easily be talking to a regional champion right wow. now. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're, I'm going to draw comparisons to, to Adams County and IED Speedway. The difference, like, one big thing, whenever I see your car show up at IED Speedway, I know you're going to diamond off turn number two. <laughs> That's coming. It's a matter of when. What, do you have, like, a move at Adams County Speedway that you're comfortable with that, that helps you get to the front? I don't know. I just, I don't know. The, the front sure. bumper? Uh, you know. <laughs> I try not to use them up too much, so. Um, What's amazing with Jesse is the nights when everybody decides to go to the bottom side, and it's like, why did you guys not think that Jesse was not going to stay up top? You just open the door and puts it on the cushion. Yeah, there he like, goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was really good friends with Tony one time, and I started right behind him in a in a in the feature, and he was leading it and checking out on us. And on a restart, he just drove it right to the bottom, and I'm like, after the race, I won it, and I'm like, what, why why would you even not, why would you do that? <laughs> why why'd you do that? So but. He was just like, well, I just thought they were going to diamond it, or try to slide me. And I'm like, well, I was going to try to do that, too. And I diamonded it off turn two and <laughs> made it work out. So, it's, I, I don't know. You're the first guy I ever saw do it. Now, obviously, I'm not saying you're the first guy to do it, but you were the first guy that I really noticed it on a consistent basis. What is it about that that you're just so good at? I don't know. There's a lot better guys than me now doing it. So, <laughs> out there at I-80, they can really make it work pretty good now. So, Well, there's... There's just a certain spot. You can't do it too soon. You can't wait too long. you got to hit that spot. Hit that and then mark. once you get into a rhythm, then it's just history. And it is amazing how much speed you get down the backstretch. Yep. I mean, you're 15 miles an hour faster than everybody else. That was with an open motor. I could do it really good with an open motor. And, yeah. You know, that really worked good. But now that we're on a crate, I chip out way too early. And I don't know. It just don't work as good for me out there, it seems like. Do you... Uh, Switching to a crate was probably a, a financial it, deal. Just it's a work. It, it's just yeah. It's, just, it's fun. I mean, the uh, open motor is a lot of fun. Um, the crate deal is just a learning experience. And you just gotta get your car to a certain point where it rotates and you can be on the gas all the time, and that's what it takes to try to win. So I've heard that with crate motors, you have to be even more on your game. Like yeah. you're. You're on such a fine edge with an open motor, but slight mistakes, you've got that extra horsepower to be able to correct any mistakes you make. You are on such an edge with uh, crate motors. Corning and I-80, it seems, yes. Um, Corning and I-80, it seems like an open motor works pretty good there. You go to a smaller track, you know, like Stewart or any other little smaller track, it, the open motors just ain't as good. Uh, I-80 and Corning, you know, they've been a little grippier this year. And they probably would work pretty good. I was on my oh my crate most of the year this year, so um, yeah, you gotta you gotta work hard on the crates and where 
you got to have your car turning good where I can make my car turn a little better with an open motor just by stomping on the gas. I heard a driver once say that the open motor compared to the crate motor, and this was several years ago, the first year they started allowing the crates and the, and the AMODs. He said the open motor is kind of like a, a girlfriend with big boobs. <laughs> Not necessary, but they're a lot more fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is that... Who's Go ahead. That? <laughs> Go ahead, Jesse. Yeah, we're waiting to respond to that. Please. Yeah, I thought the panel was waiting that's for your what answer. Like. <laughs> uh, who's, who'd you bring tonight to Quaker State? I brought Adam and my wife Megan. Your wife Megan? Yep. Okay. Adam helped me on my race car once in a while, so okay. he came in here married. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks to you, you might not walk out married. <laughs> <laughs> we did a really good number on on Austin, so we'll see what happens. That poor boy. Um, plans for next year. Um, Gonna go sport compact racing? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the modified. I don't know. I thought about doing, you know, with I-80 shutting down or not for sure what's going up in the air with that. I thought about maybe getting one of my open motors and maybe putting a roller in it to run down Lakeside on Fridays once in a while. But just Friday nights, maybe just time just to be off. Um, I've raced. We've raced Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for the last four years, I think, with my son racing a go-kart. So it might just be time just to just try to regroup. And he's getting old enough to that point where he might want to start getting into a race car. So. You getting a little tired? Tired. Racing, racing three nights a week, yeah, working it's getting, five days a week. It's just, uh, racing is just a whole other job. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, what do you do for a full-time job? I work at my dad's body shop. So worked there from eight to five, and then pretty much uh, from five to five to eight to nine, we're working on the car. So. Yeah, and so working at your dad's shop—that's got to be kind of nice because then he could probably let you off a little bit early on this day to go racing. <laughs> yeah, he—he's really into racing, and so he's always down to go do it whenever I want to. So that's what's pretty nice about doing do you, that. So do you specialize something at his body shop? Uh, I do. I paint. Um, do paintless dent and uh, just pretty much do it do pretty much anything they need me to do yeah where's it located at Corning Isle yep what's the name of it Frank's Body Shop Frank's Body Shop right there when you come right into town awesome makes sense all right so we've talked about uh, you're gonna go sport compact racing next year <laughs> yep. excited about that uh, would you ever go late model racing I would I think it'd be fun um, I, wrote, I drove a late model many years ago, like in 2009, I think, or eight, And it was a lot of fun. I ran it, I think, for three or four nights. And would you go limited or super? Uh, I would like to yeah, do the super. Yeah. I You're a horsepower guy, yeah, aren't you? I like you? the horsepower. You thing. like that horsepower. It's fun. It's tricky getting those tires hooked up, though. <laughs> uh, late models like got enough tires. <laughs> yeah, they got enough tires to get it going. <laughs> Billy? Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, I remember this one night uh, back in July, and this is ironic because I actually got a video of this earlier today that might come up, you know, banquet time, but uh, oh Jesse's actually got a different career. He's actually looking to get into the flagging uh, part of racing. You know, we're always looking for good people behind the scenes, and I know, Jesse, tell us a little bit about your experience. Uh, do you remember any about your uh, Friday night flagging experience uh, at ACS? I remember the flagging thing. I'm not for sure how I got down. I don't know how 
I got down from that, but maybe you'd be better <laughs> one to been, tell well, them. We'll about see it. at the banquet. We'll yeah. see how you got down at the banquet. I'm pretty sure there might but, have been some of that, you know, liquid courage, Dan, that was oh, involved in this deal. Yeah. There was no cars on the racetrack. That's good. That, that, that was a good part about it. But yeah, we had Evan out there, and he was announcing them. I, I don't know where the flags even showed up at, but I had flags in my hand and everything. <laughs> he, he did it in the black flag. I was going to say, with no cars on the racetrack, how many cars did you try to black flag? A couple. <laughs> <laughs> I asked this one. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll give it another shot. You've been racing enough that you've got some pretty good ideas. What is one thing that you would respectfully request to Adams County Speedway added, tw- change, tweak for 2023 or future years? Oh, I don't know. Ah, you know, it's been pretty good the last few years. I don't really know what you could do. Just they should make a rule that Jesse Dennis wins. Right? Yeah, there you go. I'll just throw you the million-dollar question because, yeah. you know, it's talked about all the time, especially with Shelby County Speedway doing it last year. Uh, what, what's Jesse Dennis' thoughts on, on the half-mile versus the quarter-mile, uh, shorter track, larger track scenario? I know you've always liked the bigger track at Corning. That's what I grew up on. That's what you've grown up on. I mean, uh, you what ever, would be going through your mind if that were to ever change? You haven't talked to Logan then? <laughs> Is he shortening it right now? Because I tried to get him to do it at the end of the season. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind if it was a little shorter. Um, that's fine. Um, the quarter mile, I just feel like there's just there's just a dime a dozen around here right now, and I like the three eighths, and the three eighths is fun. It'd be fun to do. Well, the quarter it'd be, miles are make dying it a lot, off. It'd be make it a lot easier for everybody just to do the track. So, yeah, the big tracks seem to be dying off a little bit as of the last what ten years. Crawford shortened, Shelby County shortened. Ninety's going away. How's Crawford doing? What's that? How is Crawford doing? I don't know. Do they get good cars? I don't. I don't get down there very often. I, I haven't been up there for a couple of years. Yeah, they race on. I don't know. I'm going to try. Hopefully, if I'm not racing next year, I, I hope to get down around that area more yeah. often because I don't get down there because I'm working Fridays and Saturdays and every Friday and Saturday, as my girlfriend would say. I've heard Actually, that. And sometimes a, you take it's a her. slightly different tone. I think we can all hear it right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Brad. Brad's heard it. Yep. We've all heard it. Every Friday. Anyways. <laughs> it's all right if you get a supportive spouse. You know, right. you know Jesse, yeah. you've got a wife that's been along for a long time yeah. with this racing game. Not that she's old or anything like that. But she's been around this for a long time, and she's grown up. She's seen the highs and the lows of this thing. Yep. And she's pretty supportive of it most of the time. I've um. seen her at 1 or 2 in the morning where there's you know, she wasn't too supportive <laughs> yeah. of it. Sitting at the payout window. No, no, actually, that was sitting in the truck wanting to go home, and Jesse didn't quite comprehend what she was laying down. Yeah, so. Yeah. She's pretty good. She, uh, yeah. Well, okay, let me ask you this. So, is she getting nervous with you, or how is this going to change when Jaden gets behind the wheel of the big car? Is she going to be one of those mothers that we don't want to be around, or what? Well, I, she don't drink very much, so hopefully she ain't one of the ones that fights it. And Do we need to change that, though? <laughs> so, <laughs> she might start drinking. If you see her drinking, you'll know why. <laughs> That's true. She says that he drinks for the two of us. <laughs> no denial, either. Yeah, no. That's, hey, you know it. I know it. It just happens. I think you're in a family like that, too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jesse Dennis, driving the number 70, modified track champion at Adams County Speedway for 2022. Make sure to list off some of those great sponsors. Uh, Frank's Body Shop, uh, Fairley Farms, Peterson Tire, RNS Auto, Steve's Yard Care, 
Robinson Construction. And I think that's pretty much it. My wife, my mom, my my parents for uh, helping me do it. If it wasn't for them, I would never be able to do it. So. Did your dad help out with the operation quite a bit? Yep. Or is he more focused on the body shop? No, he helps out quite a bit on this. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of it. Awesome. Uh, plans for next season. I don't think we've talked about that. We're going to do... We'll do corning. Um, oh, yeah, because you said you might run down to Lakeside every yeah, once in a while. And we might try to run down Lakeside, maybe just go hit some specials here and there. So hopefully get our car a little quicker. We need to get some more speed in it. All right. Jesse Dennis, it's always good talking to you, man. All right, thanks. Uh, we are going to uh, wrap it up for the day. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to be back next Tuesday with another edition of The Front Stretch. And uh, at that time, we'll uh, sit down with Brad Deary, stock car track champion at Adams County Speedway. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to like it up and share it up so that way we can continue to grow. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been The Front Stretch, presented by Joe's Carding. The official watering hole of The Front Stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is Happy Hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are Kids Night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par. 95 mile an hour fastball. Bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track. Professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting. White knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17.